Hey, it's Tanya Burton, and I am pumped you're joining us today. If you're part of our Women Warriors Fitness family in person or online, I would love to connect with you even more on social media or our YouTube channel at Women Warriors Fitness, our website, womenwarriorsfitness.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at Tanya Burton. I hope this episode encourages you and inspires you. So let's jump in. Choosing to overcome. So Donna, what is one area that you chose to overcome in your daily routine that would help you stay focused on your meals? Yes, I have a great example. So I am real big on telling my clients, engineer your environment, set yourself up to be successful, put things, figure out why you do certain things and fix them so you don't continue to repeat the same things over and over and over and get yourself in trouble. So for me, when I was working outside of my spa before I started doing nutrition work full time, I owned a medical spa. When I would come home, if I was hungry, it was over. I would go straight to the pantry. I was starving because it had been three and a half, four hours since I've eaten. I'm dying. I'm ready to eat my dog. I've got to get something right now, right? <laughs> so I'd go into the pantry and I'd start foraging around. I'd grab some chips, munch on them while I'm looking for something to eat. So you can see that pattern and how destructive that can be, right? So I'm mm -hmm. eating while I'm looking for something to eat. So step back from that situation, think about it. And for me, just walking in hungry was a big trigger. So figure out what triggers you. So if I walked in hungry, I knew it was over. So the way I overcame that is I would pack a little container of fruit, one of those little Tupperware containers of cut up fruit, whatever fruit was on sale, doesn't have to be anything fancy or expensive, whatever berries are on sale or mangoes, whatever, you know, melons cut them up, have them there. It was easy to eat. It wasn't messy. I could eat it in the car. It wouldn't impair my driving. I was not walking into the house hungry. Mm -hmm. That was huge. So I walked straight past the pantry, didn't even go through that area of my house, and then went right back to put my workout clothes on. And that worked I for me. I love that. So yours was choosing to overcome when you came home and right. you're snacking. So for me, it was snacking after dinner. I would just be munching on popcorn or chips or ice cream or whatever. And that was my biggest downfall. Like I could be great all day, but it was right after dinner that I would blow it. And for me, the way I had to overcome that was one, I had to eat a bigger meal that was more volume and veggies and meat, which helped me fill up. So instead of one serving of broccoli, I did two. Or instead of one serving of asparagus, I did two. Or instead of a tiny salad, I loaded it up with more vegetables and instead of like three ounces of chicken or one tilapia, I doubled it. All of a sudden I'm more full. And if I did want something snacky, I switched to baked chips or a hundred calorie popcorn or halo top ice cream. So my snacking, even though I still did it, it was better options, but it was less of it because I was so full from my bigger meal that I didn't have to eat a bag of like family sized potato chips to fill me up or feel satisfied. I mean, I was so full that I'm like, I just want a little bit of something, but then I was done. So that was my number one thing that helped me overcome my habit of eating after dinner. Right. And I think too, sometimes I have a lot of clients that'll say, well, but we're dessert eaters. You know, our family just eats dessert. And so really what is dessert? Dessert's kind of like that exclamation point, you know, right at the end of the meal. I got to finish it off with something, right? <laughs> you don't feel like you're done until you've had the dessert. So yeah. rather 
then, you know, have my full meal and I'm already, you know, satisfied. And then you push away from the table after dessert and you think, oh my gosh, what have I just done? I am so overly stuffed. So my solution to that was either to like make myself a cup of decaf coffee, you know, so it was something you could create an experience around that it would kind of distract you a little bit. So, you know, the coffee, the mug is warm, coffee mm -hmm. smells so good. You could make it a whole experience or tea, tea is so aromatic. You can put your hands on the mug, take in that delicious smell. Or if you're more of the desserty, you know, sweets kind of person, maybe finding they've got some great ice cream pops now that are less than 100 calories. Mm -hmm. um, they're, Good Pop makes one that I really like um, that is like 80 calories. I can make room in my day for 80 calories. And if I know that snack is coming and I'm allowing myself and giving myself permission to eat that, I find less likely to... You know, you're really good, really good, really good, really good, really good. And then you're like, bah! I bust, you know, and I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So if I allow myself those snacks periodically, I find that I'm much more compliant because I don't feel deprived. Exactly. And here's another one when it comes to choosing to overcome. This is a huge topic. It's choosing to overcome stress eating. What would be your number one piece of advice for someone who labels themselves as a stress eater and how to overcome that? I, I think really when you, when you look at a situation, so I've got a, a great example. Um, my father passed away from colon cancer two years ago and I only have one other sibling. Uh, my mom was just a complete mess at that time. So it was me. It was, I, I was the one who had to handle everything, talk to the doctors, make decisions. So what did I do? I went to the gift store, I bought Rolos. I bought Reese's peanut butter cups and I bought M&Ms and I start eating these things. I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing? I'm totally stress eating and just recognizing what I was doing. Right. And I'm a nutritionist at this point. I deal with this every single day. So it shows you, Tanya, we're not immune, are we? I mean, no, we're tempted by the same things everybody else is just mm -hmm. hopefully we have tools in our tool belt to handle it. Mm -hmm. So what did I do? I realized, okay, number one, this is not going to make me feel better. It's not going to take away my stress. It's not going to taste as good as I thought it would. So I get into it and I'm like, this isn't really doing it. So I went upstairs and I gave it away. <laughs> I gave it to the nurses and just stopped myself and stepped back and went, okay, this is not going to serve me. Now, after I finish this, not only am I not going to feel well because my body isn't used to taking in all of that sugar at one time, but it's not going to take away my stress. So the way I found that was a much better solution for my stress was to make sure I got my workouts in. Um, I took the stairs up to the fourth floor of the hospital rather than taking the elevator. So something that I could exert myself, get some stress out that way without eating. So for me, that's what worked really well. But I think sometimes even recognizing you're doing it and just taking it's that huge. and stepping back is huge. It's really huge. And for me, I'm, I mean... I was the queen of stress eating and it was like all day, every day. And it's because it's what I focused on. I focused on what was stressing me out, what was depressing me. And the only thing I linked up to that was food. It's the only thing that didn't judge me and it tasted good. Um, and so I kept doing that. So for me to break that stress eating kind of habit that I've created and, and identified and labeled myself with was super hard. But two things that's helped me significantly, one is exercise and i know that's such like an easy way to say that but it truly is like you feel better 
you're more focused and you're exerting energy when you're exercising and you kind of it's very relaxing whatever you're listening to it's kind of taking your mind off of what was stressing you out and we need that distraction and to exert some of that extra energy that we have especially if we can't control the stressful situation you moving is going to help out a lot and number two for me it's super weird but actually like being productive and like cleaning because i can control that like no joke yesterday i had a situation come up um and a lot of stress happened and all of a sudden i found myself like i'm going to take out the trash i'm cleaning my doing the laundry my room is spotless and for me i actually literally yesterday i took a step back and i go tanya who are you like before you would be eating going to the gas station or whatever and stuffing your face through any drive-through that was close by because you felt so overwhelmed and you're over here cleaning at least being productive that way um, and taking control of what you can because this, this stressful situation I can't do anything about. But right. for me to actually move and be productive or like I'll go into work mode. Like if I'm stressed out about something, I'll focus and distract myself. That's what, that's all our body needs. It's a distraction. Right. I always tell people one, if you can handle the stress, like it's an overload of all the things you need to do, take action and go do what you need to do and you won't feel as stressed. Or two, if you can't actually handle the stressful situation, you need a distraction. And a lot of us link up distraction with food and we need right. to link up distraction with being productive or like what you did is you served others by blessing them with your candy. And so <laughs> that Here, helps out you. a lot. You can have it. <laughs> all, our, all we really want is a distraction from our problems and exercise is a great avenue for that or being right. productive is a great avenue for that as well instead of food. So for me, that right. was a huge separation of stressed out. You either one, go deal with it. And the sooner you deal with it, the less you're gonna be done being stressed out because it's done. Or you need a distraction, go do something. Call a friend, go take a bubble bath, go clean something, you're going to feel better. So there right. is solutions to being a stress eater and you we need to sit like figure out what it is is it a part of your day is it the weekend is it certain things in your job and figuring out a solution because if you don't figure out a solution you're going to keep doing the same right. thing over and over and so you need something to to break that and for me like i said it's go do something else right have you ever heard of um mel robbins she yes! was, oh, love mel robbins so her five, five three, second two, rule Yes. yes, I have used that a lot. So for people who have never heard of that, so um, Mel Robbins is one of my favorite women in the whole entire world. She totally kicks butt. She's awesome. But she talks a lot about um, the same thing you do, distractions. And if you are about to go and do something that you don't want to do or you're hesitant, the minute you hesitate, it's like your body goes into protection mode and says, okay, I need to protect you from this. You need to go eat or you need to do something else. Mm -hmm. So instead she recommends counting backwards from five and it's always backwards. It's never counting to five. It's counting backwards. So you're about to go in that pantry, reach for that snack, five, four, three, two, one, turn around and walk out. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I cannot tell you seriously how many times I've done that. You get into that pantry and you think, Ooh, these crackers sound really good right now. And you walk and you're like, nope, five, four, three, two, one. I'm not going to do that because mm -hmm. that's not mine with my goals. I'm walking out. I so, think everyone should read that book. I love it. it on Audible. I bought it on Audible and I was cracking up when I was on the treadmill. People probably Isn't she was great? Reading, but she has such a great sense of humor and she's hilarious. And I highly suggest following her on social media. She's on my Instagram. 
so motivational. She's real direct, but she's there to help you through, you know, whatever, you know, the issue of, hey, break your pattern and focus on something else. Right. Here's, a, here's another one for you is um, how to overcome making excuses. Yes. What's yes. your one piece of advice for somebody who is making excuses every single making day? Making excuses. I, I think you have to just think about, okay, what is, go back to what is your why? You know, I, I think when, when people make excuses, it's like a protection. Well, what if I can't do this? And I had said to um, my husband, David, you've met David, they have not. Um, we were talking about, you know, New Year's resolutions and things for the new year and things to focus on. And you and I have been talking a little bit about like, what is your word for 2020, right? Yes. What are we going to do for 2020? And I think for me, it's what would your life be like without fear and doubt? Mm -hmm. Just stop and think about that for a minute. I mean, to me, that's huge. What would your life be like without fear and doubt? And I think that's why we make the excuses. We're fearful we can't do something. What if we fail? What if we can't follow oh, through, yeah. right? So to me... I always tell my kids done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. So if I can at least make the attempt to do something, you, you just can't make any excuses. You know, I, I hear people all the time, well, you know, I can't get to the gym because I don't have the time. Okay. You know what? There's a five minute workout app for free on your phone. I have seven minutes. I'm on social media more than seven minutes a day. Right. So you know, it comes down to what is your why? Why are you really wanting to do this? You know, we can all make excuses, but at least if you put forth the effort and just do something purposeful every single day, you know, eliminate one excuse. We always tell people make one good food swap, make one good choice and eliminate one excuse a day, you know, and I think it starts to generate momentum. And once you generate that momentum, I think the excuses kind of go by the wayside, but I think we start making excuses as a protection. We just can't take that first step. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what to do. What is that first step? So any of you out there, when you're watching this video, Tanya and I are here to help with that. So, you know, lay on the excuses, man. We've got the solution. <laughs> 100%. And I will say from just a personal perspective of when I was 50 pounds overweight, I made excuses every single day. Sure. That didn't, that didn't change my weight at all at all and now you're not benefiting anybody you're actually hurting yourself by constantly making excuses and it was like i didn't have time i was single working an eight to four job i had all the time in the world i was just lazy and i i never was real with myself and i had to take a step back have a come to jesus moment like no tanya mm -hmm. you're lazy and you can afford if you can eat out every single day and go through drive through you can afford 30 dollars to go to the gym you know and i really had to have that like real moment with myself because it's either be miserable with yourself right or stop making excuses and put in the work and within time you're going to feel better and so i honestly i always had to say that to myself it's like you're going to feel better soon just keep going keep going keep going and just reminding myself that your your excuses aren't helping you at all at no. all let them go you know and just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that's what's helped me the most is setting that priority of number one of my health. No excuse would stop me. I gave up sleep. I gave up hanging out with my friends most of the times because I was so focused on my health. Because I go, if I dial this in and get it right and master it, I'm going to be set for the rest of my life. I'm so tired of going back and forth on right. gaining and losing and gaining and losing. I go, it's my excuses that are stopping me. 
So you get to choose either make excuses and continue to be miserable or you show up and see the results. And I'm like, all right, I'm showing up because results feel better than being lethargic and tired and hating your body. So you got to pick which one you want. So choosing to overcome that was huge because literally like everything that came through my, my mouth was an excuse. First off, nobody wants to be around you when you're just making excuses for your life. It's not attractive. And so I'm like, oh shoot, like I got to, I got to reel that in and pay attention. And as soon as I started taking action, woo, that helped right. out a lot. Right. Um, another thing, our, our final point for choosing to overcome is I want to ask about, and this one's huge, choosing to overcome the pressure of family and friends when it comes to your weight loss journey. Yep. Huge. Huge, 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 huge. Um, and I will tell you, um, I know, you know, we, we share a lot of our personal lives with everybody, but it's some of our personal struggles that have gotten us to this point, right? So when I was 30 pounds heavier, miserable, didn't feel well, didn't look good, and I started to lose that weight, it's almost, it's amazing to me how some of the people that are around you that you think are your friends or you think love you, and then they start hating on you. Oh, yeah. what are you doing? Oh, you're losing too much. Oh, you don't look good. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, it was just, it was really sad to, to feel that way. And so at that point in time, I really had to make some decisions because I really think you become kind of the top five people you hang out with, right? So if I was hanging out with people that didn't care about their health, that wanted me to stay unhealthy and unfit and overweight, it was kind of time to reevaluate that. And is that really where I wanna be? Or do I wanna make friends who are interested in being active, interested in you know, helping support me in my goals? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, you can't choose your family, right? You can, and to some point, you just have to shut that off. And a lot of times I think when they're criticizing you, it's not about you, it's about them. It's about how they're hurting inside. And I think sometimes if you just keep going and encourage them and just be that positive voice for them, a lot of times I've seen the family start to kind of come around. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a brother who was like that, who, who, you know, smoked a lot, drank a lot, just didn't take care of himself. He's younger than me. He looks probably 10 years older than me. Um, Just was not a very healthy individual. And so, well, why do you work all all the time? You're, You're thin. Well, now I am, but yeah. do you remember me five years ago? That was not <laughs> the same lady, but yeah. you know, kind of hating on that. And now all of a sudden they just watch, they watch in the weeds, mm-hmm. they watch in the weeds, they watch in the weeds. And now all of a sudden he's come to me and said, you know, I'm really not feeling well. I don't like the way I look. I'm not happy. Will you help me? Yeah, absolutely. You know, would I love to throw it back at him and go, yeah, told you so, told you, you know, <laughs> would never do that. But just being that positive influence and just realizing it has nothing to do with you. And so these groups, that's why these groups are so vital, right, Tanya? Yeah. I mean, surrounding yourselves with friends who are going to love and embrace you and, and help you on your journey and be that positive influence. And so you choose what comes in. Right. So, you know, exactly. being on your groups, listening to podcasts, reading personal development. I love personal development. Right. Yeah, those are all positive influences. So you have to fill your cup with that positive stuff because there are times where some of your positive is going to spill out because someone knocked over your cup. 
Exactly. And I'll be honest, it's so funny you mentioned that. Um, I went through the exact same thing. Like you start losing weight and you're tracking and you're eating better and you just want to share it with everybody and you expect that same type of like energy and everyone starts like making fun of you or bullying you or, you know, really making you feel small because of what you're doing or putting that doubt, like you're never going to make it. You always try stuff and you fail. Um, what I had to learn the hard way is you need to stop telling people what you're doing if they're not going to support you or belittle you. Um, that was huge. And that was really sad because I had a friend that was super fitness and anytime I told her anything, she would always one up me and it made me feel like a failure. And I go, I don't like this feeling of I'm a failure because I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing based off my weight right now because I can't be doing what she's doing. She was 20 pounds lighter. And so I had to kind of take a step back and surround myself with Mel Robbins and Gary Vee and, you know, all these people that actually motivated me and pushed me. And I did have that small group of friends. Like I'm, I wasn't lucky as a lot of women are in this group right now. I didn't have that community. I had to find other sources, but those people that did um, influence me and keep it positive and pushed me like my husband, so supportive. Um, that helped me to keep going. So I quickly had to find, hey, if they're not supporting me, maybe you talk about something else with them, but you don't talk about your diet with them. Um, and that's super, super important. And so I, I love this community that we have, that we're going live, that we're giving information, that we're showing our support. It makes a big difference. You are your environment. And that's why I'm really huge on being positive and energetic because that's what I want to feed everyone so they feel that I don't ever want to, have anyone feel bad or guilty or feel like a failure you just started there's no way you're gonna perfect it you know it's it's like swimming or whatever first time you go in the water you ain't gonna be perfect swimming it takes a while yeah same here it takes a while so be very careful of your friends and family um or if you ever feel pressured like when you're going out to eat and they kind of nudge you or whatever keeping your mind and setting your mind and keeping it set on what your goals are and just knowing that there is flexibility and, and balance in what you're eating, but it's okay to say, Hey, no, thanks. Or this is all I'm having. You know, that's a skill that we need to learn, especially if we want to, like you said, we, our family, we're kind of set with them. So you've got to figure out how to handle it. Right. Right. I agree. Do you have any final thoughts to how to over, choosing to overcome all these emotions so um i think like tanya said i think one of the biggest things in life anytime you make a change change is not easy realize and offer yourself grace mm -hmm. there's going to be plenty of stopping and starting through this journey and believe me i mean i've been into this probably mm, five to eight years or so probably three years of that was kind of like I was playing around, not really sure. But I mean, the last five years, I've been pretty spot on. There's been plenty of time starting and stopping, starting and stopping, starting and stopping. I got on the scale today for our challenge and went, oh, okay. I've been a little careless over the holidays. <laughs> time to reel it in. But it's okay. And offer yourself that grace and realize that you were doing such a wonderful thing for you, for your families, for your children, just by being in this group. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful experience. I think since I've been doing nutrition, it's just, my life has changed in so many different ways. And so you don't realize that when you're fueling your body well, when your attitude is changing, when your mind is changing, that just has such an influence on everything you touch in your life. So 
offer yourself some grace, reach out when you have a bad day. We all have them, believe me. Um, reach out and say, hey guys, you know what? I need somebody to tell me I'm pretty today because I'm sucking at everything. <laughs> and it's okay, that's what we're here for. So this is your group. What happens in this group stays in this group. We love all of you and we are so excited.